previously with the Liberators. Is that a shard you got there, Warren? I think it is. Can I take a look at it? You can't touch, but you can look. Look, we found it. We found compassion. So, Rowan brings up from his chaotic journal, there was uh, some information that the the guy from the Underdark told us from the book. There was the, there was like some sort of prophecy on, though death follows him, when the harpy returns home, all will be made right once again. And below it was, in the twelfth and final age, the lands will change and consume, music will stop, families will be broken. Gareth Carr shall bring forth his champions, and they shall purge magic from the world. I don't see anything about Skald's Forest. There was, uh, uh, there was stuff about, uh, Dustfall that I remember, but I can't find it in my archives. The reason Ichabar is coming, and why he was seen through my eyes, was he's hungry for something he's never had before. And I think through me, he discovered the djinn in our world, even though they were sealed away. But the reason they were sealed away was because of my father, Garrisil. He warned the other gods that Ichabar was coming, and they wouldn't listen, so he sealed the djinn away himself. So you're saying Garrisil sealed the djinn away as an attempt to protect this plane from Ichabar? In a way, he's prolonging what Ichabar started, which Ichabar wanted to consume his brothers. And if the djinn are the dust, the pieces left over, of his former brother, he's coming to finish what he wanted to do. Which still brings me back to why us trying to liberate the djinn, what exactly is that doing? Is that, are we helping or? All three of you feel very strongly that this cave has uh, a magical presence in it. Very, very, very similar to the shard that you, the shards that you are holding. Rorin um, with compassion, Korak with memory, and he leads you into a room where this presence is overwhelming. It feels like um, static electricity every step you take. And he walks you around a corner. There's bearkin everywhere, and they're all armored to the teeth. And he says, um, I don't know if you remember what the gods looked like, Korak, but I need you to brace yourself for what you're uh, about to see. Uh, he takes you into this room and shows you a structure. Uh, what can only be described as uh, a bunch of glowing orbs or gemstones, except they exist in such a way that it boggles your mind just to look at it. Um, okay, everybody ready? Yeah. Should we begin? Uh, it's been about two weeks since the Shrike Temple held any influence over River Shroud. You all can stand proudly knowing you forced a great evil away from the lives of these people. Sympathizers largely seem to snap out of some kind of trance. Reardon and Roran working together are able to confirm that some strange sorcery that had been used uh, to take over their minds has been diminished. Other people simply didn't want to cause conflict with a powerful group that could have potentially hurt their families, and therefore allowed the cultists to grab power by doing nothing to stop them. By their own free will, these people have since submitted themselves for judgment among their peers. The whole town seems to just want this to be over. Roran, you weren't a part of the jury that was quickly set up to conduct the trials amongst your countrymen. However, 
Many of those who are part of the panel often look to you for your opinion on how they should carry out their judgment. What do you tell these people? Uh, I'll tell them that they would know better than I who would be entranced. Or entranced? Is that a word? And uh, who would be more uh, Shrike cultist sympathizers. And I would say for their own decision-making process that they should probably uh, do the same expulsion of the Shrike cultists. Um, for those that were more in a trance um, or persuaded by uh, more torturous means, then I would recommend Mercy um, with uh, probably some sort of like parole sentence where they're under observation for a short period of time until they're deemed trustworthy. I like it. Um, uh, these people take that to heart as you, you know, whenever they approach you and you tell this to them, um, it seems as though they, they do hear you. They hear what you're telling them. Um, and they, they take it to heart and they go on to make make their judgments in the, the trials that are occurring over the, the course of the last couple weeks. On the cusp of your third week in the town, you all begin to feel a sense of unease. Not that something is wrong in the city, but you feel the brokenness of the world beyond. The pieces of God essence that you carry all hum with an expectation. It's like they can feel their, their proximity to one another. Xanagar, for his part, has waited patiently alongside his Berkin entourage for your business to come to a close. If there's anything else that you guys want to do before you set sail from River Shroud, now is the time to do it. Um, uh, where's Xanagar? Uh, Sanagar is, he's, he's just like, he's around. Like you, you could find him if you asked around for him. Um, he's, okay. he's waiting and he's made it very clear. He's not going to interfere, um, with what you guys have going on. He knows how important this is to Roran, um, to make sure River Shroud is safe. Um, so he's kept his distance, but, um, has been offering the assistance of the Bearkin in his entourage to like help rebuild things or whatever it is. Is there any way to subtly kind of put in a fund of uh, a fund for like a monument so everyone could remember and pay their respects to Roran's brother's sacrifice? Because I think that needs to be almost like a monument or like a little like statue or something like that. Yeah, so you actually bring up a really interesting point. Other than you guys, <clears throat> nobody has any idea what Rinian did for the city. <clears throat> if need be, uh, I'll put my entire 15 gold to make sure it happens. <laughs> he is not He is not being forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> they can maybe etch you like a thing on a small thing on a marble, like a heart or something for 15 gold. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your monument. <laughs> Brown crest. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, that is, uh, that's actually a really good point. Um, how, over the last two weeks, how have you guys, like, sort of evangelized that um, sacrifice? Because when, if the first people that you go to tell, um, they hear Rinian's name and they kind of just shut down. They're like, no, no, there's no way. <laughs> they don't believe you. It's hard for people. I'd imagine only my family members would believe that. Yeah, and even Talara takes it pretty hard at first. Like, she has a hard time kind of wrapping her head around that, whereas Reardon's had a little bit more time to kind of 
I mean, he he's known you, you know, growing up, and so he he knows his sons, and has seen um, kind of the things that Rinian's been dealing with, and maybe has a little bit more of a a, a firm foothold on that particular bit of information. But yeah, Talara was definitely, especially after like being abducted, hard for her to kind of take in. Right. Could I like? through the time that we're here try to make some kind of like <laughs> crowdfund or group fund to try to have enough money so it's not just a, a rock with a heart on it <laughs> I, I like this idea so God would help to if need be tell the story of what happened there so people know the truth and I mean try my best to convince people with just telling the story and telling them get a change of heart and kind of tell a story the right way yeah, teamwork. Yeah. yeah, you guys definitely, like, you can absolutely set up a, a fund for it. And I think over the first, maybe the first week, it's hard for people to kind of grasp what it is that you're saying about Rinian. Um, but the more that you guys say it and the, the, the consistency with which you've all been telling this story um, eventually begins to, like, people start to kind of come around to the, uh, the idea of it. Not for us to start a religion. Um, <laughs> did you say start a religion? <laughs> um, I was thinking making hold on. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like almost their like folk hero, or you know, just you know, they should remember his sacrifice and what he did to help. It used to be a Rivian day every year. Rivian <laughs> day, where they party and drink Rivian. too much. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Blow up a Medusa temple. Medusa would guess. be down for that. Is it like Burning Man, but they blow up a temple at the end? <laughs> <laughs> it is so now. Each, so each year they have to build a temple just to burn it down. That's kind of cool. So yeah, you get a you get a little fund going, um, and I think Reardon and Talara offer to like kind of keep that going um, and begin working with some of the the city planners and and people in charge of those kinds of things to well first of all they're going to reappropriate the ground that the shrike temple was built upon um turn that maybe into a like a park or something that the, you know the something that the city needs um oh, cool he gets a park named after him and yeah there you go i feel like it'll take a generation for the bad taste to of rinian's name to get out of the very, villages yeah very mouth the world must know. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to do while you're here? I want to unload my backpack because apparently I'm carrying 408 pounds of stuff. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> what is the majority of that? I think it's the gold pieces I never buy anything from. Are you talking about the total weight of your equipment? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Mine's at 79, so I guess I, I pack light. <laughs> that could be a weapon right there. You could just kill someone with all the gold you're carrying. <laughs> I'm definitely not keeping my gold on there. Let me just kill you with my riches. <laughs> Put it all into a sock and just swing it around. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, go wine drinking or something? Yeah. You guys get a nice little uh, tour of the different like breweries and 
do they have like Randy? You you might know this. Do they have like <laughs> refineries for for alcohol? Like for refineries, maybe distilleries. Distil- or, <laughs> is that what the word you're looking for? Yeah, that's probably the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, distilleries turn wine into hard alcohol, or any any liquid really into hard alcohol. But. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's. Can some... we role play some wine tasting? <laughs> Wait, that's not. This one has a bit of. That is a bit of our use of time right now. Smoking afterbirth. <laughs> if they have a cup big enough for Galley to drink, that'd oh, be kind of funny. That's like what an alien says when they come to Earth to go wine tasting. I want to go to one of the wine refineries, please. <laughs> wine refinery. Your nearest wine refinery, dear human. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you guys go wine tasting, trying to think that you, you try different, different wines. Um, Roran, what's your favorite one? Let's go for a Sangiovese. I can't pronounce that, but that sounds good. They have a Sangiovese and, uh, that's Roran's favorite and he's super into it. I think it's it's safe to say that you guys get, um, if I may, rip roaring drunk. <laughs> at my nice. little the pseudo dragon, a little like cup two of wine, <laughs> little snake hairs each with their own cups, or like stealing people's drinks. On one particular uh, night that you guys are out, maybe out drinking, maybe this is the the that, that particular night is what I meant to say while you're out drinking. Um, Jeff, you have uh, this like sudden pain in your back between like your shoulder blades. Go on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's do you, do you, what do you do? Like what happens? Um, I drink more alcohol to make the pain go away. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely dull the That's pain. That's what I do too. <laughs> And uh, as you uh, continue on through the night, you begin to feel as though maybe your shirt is fitting a little bit tighter than it normally does. It's normally not the shirt that has the problem with that. Um, uh, so Jeff, um, Jeff dies so and Chris can... is out of the game. Identify <laughs> um, <laughs> good and evil. What just happened? <laughs> uh, so I would say that uh, Jeff would continue drinking as he was uh, walking out of the bar he would probably stumble and uh right before he hits the ground he goes to brace himself but he stays floating like a foot above the ground yeah that seems right uh because you guys look over and there's a pair of wings sprouting from his back dude what is the alcohol in the San Giovese (laughs) (laughs) I'll have another has this been refined (laughs) <laughs> you're stupid oh did he drink red bull and it gave him wings oh my god is anyone else seeing those wings on jeff over there oh, have what like, he's oh, drinking oh, no offense correct but i think his are bigger I'd like to look at my own and look at Jeff and look at my own and look at Jeff and just like, hmm? like, kind of look at the rower and be like, uh, normal wine. Wing contest now. Roll for size. Jesus. <laughs> 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 
Okay, Gob dies and Randy's out of the game now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, I've missed you guys so much. (laughs) Oh boy. So, uh, so Jeff has wings. Uh, you, you guys, go ahead and roll. I guess roll perception for me. Dang. Better not be an eleven. It's not an eleven. better than an eleven, though. <laughs> Medusa, Medusa's like the one person who would be like a better expert on this than anyone else. <laughs> and and I, I guess. Uh, the little pseudo dragon happens to be looking somewhere else. Frumpkin happens to be looking somewhere else at the time. Well, my um, snake heads are in each other's in, in a, other cups or something. I don't know. Because yeah, literally everybody else can identify that these wings have like dragons. I'm looking at the stealing. What's going on? Dragon's um, looking at the fact that um, our dragonborn has a regular sized wine glass, even though he's a dragonborn, and it's hysterical. <laughs> Does he like dip his tongue in? Like, <laughs> uh, let's see. You said they're like dragon scale wings. Yeah, yeah, they have dragon scales on them. It's very easy to identify. Are they blue by chance? So, yeah. Um, that's actually a really good question, Chris. Say they're like an eggshell white. Oh, cool. Off white. It's more like bone white, actually. Bone. <laughs> is kicked from the session. <laughs> the DM die, God dies. Jeff, I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but you got some some wings showing there. What's going on? That's not rude. That seems like a normal thing to suggest. Jeff, why do you have wings? I, I don't know. I've never seen this happen. Is there anything magical about this? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened here. This is freaking weird. Can you fly? Try them out. Let's go outside. All right, you and Korak race to the end of the vines and back. (laughs) Winner gets this gold piece. One, two, three, go. Um, Roll uh, athletics, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. What do athletics? There you go. Oh, wow. Um... Jeff oh, handily wow. beats Korak at this race currently. I toss him a, a a gold piece. I'm doing air quotes over here if you can't see. Take <laughs> 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 money at Korak. So a minute later, in his purse, he'll disappear. <laughs> Is there anything else you guys want to want to do while you're here, or, or like try doing, or they actually dragon size, so it just looks comical on him? I think they are. They're well, Danny, didn't you hear me? They're scaled. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> the session's gone off the rails. Galley here? No, I I uh, I cast fly on everybody. Where are you taking everyone? I don't know. We're just going on an adventure. And we fall to our deaths, and we have to roll up level one characters. So yeah, I guess you guys are flying. So we're drunk, flying around a vineyard. <laughs> I love that image. Um, as you're you're flying around this vineyard, um, make a no, yeah, make a perception check for me. It, it doesn't take long to notice uh, 
that you're actually like as you're flying through this vineyard you're getting closer to um the mountain specifically like towards black rock mountain you guys can see that silver dragon flying around as well um and there's another shape flying with him and i think Roran, gob and medusa can all make out that the shape is um it's galley flying around with this dragon and the the dragon's like floating around um occasionally bringing breathing these like rings of fire and then galley's like flying through them and you can hear his voice in the distance like Oh, yeah, bro, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, it appears that Galley is having his own little drunken night of flying. This is the best night we've had since we showed up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to race to Galley? Is he, like, yeah. close enough we can fly there? Or oh, is he, like, way off? I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I gotta win. Jeff tears his ACL Zoom. and his new wings. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jeff, you get a cramp in your new wings, and you don't. You, you just can't make it off the mark very quickly. <laughs> and uh, looks like Medusa pretty handily beats you there. I picture Korak like tying my shoelaces together, like some <laughs> shit like that, because <laughs> he's so pissed off. That I beat him the first time. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys, you guys fly to Galley. Uh, as you get there, the the silver dragon um, kind of gives Galley a look, and he's like, "Nah, nah, bro, it's cool. These guys are cool, right, right, bros." Yeah, bro. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um, and then the silver dragon continues flying around, and and um, do you guys are you guys getting on Galley or just flying around with him? Uh, I, think him. I think it'd be safer to get on him get before on him. the spell ends. <laughs> Oh, okay. I want to roll a new character. <laughs> Once we get on, I'm like, did anyone pay our bill at the winery? <laughs> uh, last one has to go back and pay the bill. Uh... We're heroes. Whatever. We're heroes. We're heroes. Dining flight. <laughs> Just put it on the hero. That's tab. such a Korak <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> We're heroes. <laughs> Didn't Roran just get back into his city and now they're going to hate him? Right. <laughs> um, Alright, yeah. You, you land on Galley and um, and you guys have like some fun as he flies around with this dragon for a little bit. Um, there's actually a couple other dragons that come out. There's a green dragon um, that flies in from the east. Uh, and you guys are pretty like Galley's pretty high up. You can see like all the way out to like Tyakos and the ocean. Um, so you see this like you see this dragon as it's coming in, um, and it definitely looks like it's just flown from over the ocean, um, and then lands and has uh, it, it, the as it lands the silver dragon kind of peels off and goes down to looks like they they're in conference, um, talking about something, and Galley's like. Hey, bros, uh, where do you want to go? It's so like Galley and the dragon were talking, or... No, the, there's a blue, a green dragon that flies in from the east and lands and talks to the oh, silver sorry. dragon. We just butt into their conversation. <laughs> I'm really curious now. You want to see what those dragons are talking about? Galley, go closer. I'm curious. Heck yeah. Uh, okay, so as Galley gets closer... Just, just Galley, be, be discreet. <laughs> no problem, bro! <laughs> 
<laughs> Discreet's my middle name. Yeah, so you guys start flying in, and um, he's he's doing like the slow circle spiral thing uh, as he kind of lowers lowers his altitude. Um, the dragons look up, and it's like it's a full moon tonight, so it's not like super dark out. Um, and I, I actually want you guys to make a investigation check as you look at this green dragon. Are we still drunk? Do I need to do this at disadvantage? No, I, I, I guess. Well, shoot, I guess I really should have just had maybe Korak and Gob do that role. I'd be looking at the dragonborn for dragon information. <laughs> Gob, you recognize? You know what? Gob wouldn't. Gob wasn't there for this. Huh, yeah, okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, you guys, you, there's this green dragon talking to the silver dragon, and... Yeah, it would have only been, like, Landis and Korak, and... It, uh, it would have been Doc. Doc, Korak... Oh, shit, yes. Doc. Webby, Axel, and Marcus, I think. Yep, that's it. Oh, you know what? Roran was... Oh, was I? Yeah. I, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to someone because I really want to. Roran, you recognize this green dragon from Cloudhenge. The last time you saw this green dragon, uh, it was tied up in chains as uh, some fair and fear mercenaries were prodding it with these. Uh... It was. <sighs> you know what? Gob was there for that. So Gob would recognize. I'm, I am all tied up on this. This is after you guys went to the cup of Garrisil, right? Garrisil's cup, and then the next stop was Cloudhenge. So yes, Gob Gob was there for this. Yeah, I joined him after because you got the little fire stick that they were prodding the that you actually still have that up. staff of fire or yeah. Don't bring I got it that. out. I got Wait, from, um, was this the dragon that left the trees? To from Gust. I think it's the dragon they freed from um, that whole uh, yeah, fight was, they had at the city. Yeah, it was like breathing poison into the tunnels as you guys were coming out. That's and you were trying to fight the dragon until you noticed that it was being controlled. This is that same dragon. Oh, I do remember that now. Oh. Um, and it looks up... It almost killed us. <laughs> yes. This is the dragon, Danny, that they were fighting when you came in late, I believe, that day. Because right. Aaron kept on giving me looks. I'm like, what? And then you're like, oh, yeah, we're fighting a dragon. I'm looking at everyone like, no. <laughs> Bullshit. This um, is a prank. Yeah. It looks up. It, just, <laughs> it does not appear to recognize you guys. Um, and it continues speaking with the silver dragon. And with the with the investigation check for Roran and for Gob, I'll say that you you catch uh, a couple words. Um, do you, either of you speak Draconic? I do. I do. Oh, nice. I... Okay, yes. <laughs> it gets us to that one. Amazing. Um. Yeah, so Ignis, you actually, with your three investigation, you hear all the wrong words. <laughs> I mean, is it a dragon just a really big snake? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, let's see. Roran and Gob, you guys hear a couple words, and since you speak draconic... It's pretty easy to make out some of like what they're what the context is, and you hear basically like the 
uh, it sounds like this green dragon is talking about a, a big fight coming. Um, and that it sounds like something big is about to change. Um, and they're looking f- to, like, bring uh, different dragon clans together. And that's just, like, the small snippet that I can really give you uh, that you can make out and understand. As you, um, as Galley kind of, like, gets in closer, he, he looks up again. And then you hear, like, well, they're getting too close now. Um, we'll continue this later. Um, meet me somewhere. Um, he gives a name. Uh, he says a name out loud, but none of you recognize it. It's like, um, you, you imagine it's probably like the dragon's name for uh, one of the continents, maybe? Yes, the, he, the green dragon picks up and flies away, and then the silver dragon um, kind of swoops over to Galley and says, like, your nosy friends are nosy. <laughs> Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> Take care of your nosy friends next time. You shouldn't meddle in dragon business. Uh, to which Galley replies, Yeah, sure, bro, no problem. Uh, and then the dragon, the silver dragon swoops off and flies to the east. Can we just follow these dragons? Um, I mean, I'm not going to tell you no, but I will tell you that that's not the direction I would like you to go. <laughs> Ahead, Galley, full speed, follow the dragon. Roran, you can... <laughs> <laughs> Roran perceives. Matt, you can perceive everything. Roran, I perceive everything. Roran can see Sarah <laughs> Palin's house from Russia. <laughs> this whole <laughs> simulation. Um, my goodness. What do you see with your half-elven eyes? <laughs> that was that was for that was for determining a, a certain direction the dragon is going in. Um, definitely heading towards the continent of Eodenton. So, uh, if you were to put a like a direction on it. It probably somewhere around Toxandar is like the direction he's heading right now. Okay. So it's sort of almost <clears throat> almost a southeastern heading, but more east than south. Maybe they have good wine there. We should go. Why not? <laughs> they have great wine in Toxandar. It's kind of known for the wine, really. Wine and wizards. It's what they do. Oh, wizards! Wine Never mind, wizards. <laughs> we should go in the opposite direction then. Did anyone else hear what those dragons were saying? I turned rawr, around. Rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> they said something about uh, change coming. I heard something coming. about a change coming, a wrestling match, and <laughs> wrestling. <Rack and> wrestling. <laughs> WWE Draco. Uh, asking, I guess, for them, I guess, for the, the silver dragon to be ready for. What's coming up? I want to see if dragons Ooh, have ever nice. come together in our lifetime or in the past. Is it a big deal for dragons to like come together like this? Um, so in your studies as a wizard, roll history for me. That is a history that you rolled. So there's definitely been times when the dragon, like the dragon clans have, have come together to meet before. And it's always been in times of great strife for like the world at large not like oh you know um this this country is attacking this country or um you know even like something as far as like a world war goes you know i've always been in times of like a worldwide famine um they met you remember reading uh, an account of them meeting uh during the the attack of the plane of shadow um some like thousand years ago uh the dragon clans had met um to discuss what 
what could be done to like assist in the the pushing back of the the plane of shadow. Okay, so this would kind of sober up Gob pretty quickly, and uh, express that to the, the rest of the group. There's definitely something big going on if these dragons are trying to meet again. Do you think this has to do with our our mission in the Jin and trying to free them? And maybe things are worse than we thought. Yeah, I will say I talked about that unease that you guys are starting to feel. Um, that definitely begins to come back in spades as as you're sort of having this conversation. I don't know about you guys, but I I feel really uneasy. I feel like since we've helped River Shroud the best we can, maybe it's time to get back on our mission that we were on beforehand. I would consider that a good idea. I agree. What, um, what do we need to do then? We have these pieces of a arcane machine. We have some items with Jin. I, I think are trapped in them. Um, I'm not sure what the next step is, though. Uh, don't we have to take those back to Edgemire? Uh, the arcane core definitely has to go to. Uh, wasn't it Sanagar, or was that somebody else? You know, if it's not Sanagar, he'd probably know. Um, True. Yeah, um, yeah it, I don't know if you guys see Aaron typing, but it, the Arcane Core, the Arcane Oscillator, and the Arcane Capacitor all all were going to the College of the Magi in Edgemire um, to Tharden yeah, Trisgor, who's, who's building that machine for the djinn. Um, more pressing at this moment, I would say, Roran, you feel the weight um, of the staff of your Dryad Mentor, once named... Uh, the name begins to come come back to you, I think, probably right about now. Uh, Tanavast, um, as Tanavast. as his his <laughs> essence <laughs> begins to weigh on you, as well as um, Korak, that small rock in your in your pocket, um, and who had the piece that you guys pulled out of the Black Lake? Uh, I think Roran. Did Roran take that piece as well? Yeah, Black Lake was mine. Okay. You guys begin to feel like the weight of those things as you carry them. Um, and that brings your thoughts back to Sanagar, who uh, took you to a cave nearby, uh, just outside of the uh, outside of River Shroud near the near the river uh, where the river Bearkin um, had staffed guards and things. Um, to show you uh, his his collection of shards, and he told you about his quest to find these shards and how he he's been missing three of them. I think we need to go pay a visit to Sanagar first, guys. That's probably the best idea. Yeah. Wait, was that that Yun Yun T sexy snake man? I have one of his scales. Yeah, let's go. I don't know about you, but maybe I'd like to. Sober up first. No, maybe let's go to the trunk. In... It'll be a let's story. Go let's go see him in the morning. <laughs> Full mm-hmm. speed ahead. Let's, Remember the let's past. Go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to the bar. Pay off our debts there. Or tab. <laughs> and Remember the past. Have a nice long rest. And then see Sanigar first thing in the morning? Yes, I like that idea. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Okay. So you guys go back. You pay. You pay your tab. The barman didn't even like notice that you guys were gone. He's like, "Oh wow, you guys could have just ran off, and and uh, the DM probably wouldn't have even remembered that you ne- you owed money." Um, and 
so you guys take uh, take a quick nap. Um, I'm. Where are you guys? That's actually a really good question. Where are you guys staying? At an inn? Are you staying at? Because both Talara and um, Reardon would have offered their homes, which are um, significant. We'll take the homes. <laughs> yeah, for for free. Um, so Roran can continue to store his gold into a giant sock. Yes. To use as destruction. Been all night counting my gold pieces. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys want to discuss with Sandor tomorrow that we have to suffer up for? Just so I know. He knows about these shards. We have three shards with us, right? We should. And Sandor knows a lot about them. Um, something big is coming, and we shouldn't be sitting on these shards. We should do something with them, probably. Right? Isn't that what we're talking about? painful to sit on. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys, not literally. <laughs> Too late. Um, okay, so yeah, basically, you guys are starting to feel this, like, uneasiness of the world um, as you're hearing these dragons talk about something they, that they, the dragons can feel something big coming. I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, uh, you know that you have these shards. Uh, you know that Sanagar's been also looking for the shards. Um, I believe he showed you his team of people uh, that are currently like petrified in rock. Um, there was like a, a goblin, an Aarakocra, uh, and a Warforged. I believe the Warforged was not petrified, but just dormant. And a, a, a drow, I think. They were all... Oh, and a, and a giant elephant, too. <laughs> Can't forget the elephant. Um, like, stored away in this cavern, in this cave, um, where he's been, like, they've been helping him collect things for a whole bunch of time after the initial shattering, some, like, 1,500 years ago. And when they couldn't work anymore, he decided to... They, they all... Um, I think they volunteered to be petrified... So that they could come back and help later. And that left Sanagar to kind of do the rest of the work on his own for like the last, a long time. It's been a long, long time. And he's found seven shards. And you guys have found three shards. And you know that there's one more um, shard out there that you need to find in order to unite all of them. Roran, and you know that that one is love, the shard of love. Y'all, we got one more shard to find. <laughs> Which ones do we have again? You have honor, memory, and compassion. We think Trisgor might know where it is, or he's he's up, but he's been working on for all these years. Um, Trisgor, you don't know or if Trisgor knows it. Oh, Sanagar. Yes, uh, he might have an idea. If anyone would know, maybe like where it was, it would probably be him. Hmm. Because everyone kind of like gathered together in our our inn tonight. Well, I don't still really know what to do with this information I've been sitting on for a while. Um, back in Master's Point, I had a little conversation with my father regarding direction, and he told me to trust Triscor back in the college because he was a close associate of my father's, and. I have good reason to think that Garrisil's aim is to destroy the djinn. And I think if we bring these objects to Triscor, just that is going to happen. 
and I don't think it's any mystery to any of us that the reason we're having issues with uh, Ichabar is because the gin seem very delicious to him. What do you guys think? I've still been trying to debate. If it's Even worth. if we destroy them, is he close enough where it, he just wouldn't care if they were there or not? He might He might judge this whole existence worth devouring if they ever lived here. So there wouldn't be any point in destroying them. Exactly. That's what I've been kind of sitting on for a while now is, is it even too late to destroy them or is there something else we could do with them? You're talking about destroying the gin or destroying these items we have? I think these items we have are gin. Right. But yeah, it's... Um... Uh, my understanding was that um, the guy at the college, was, he said the machine could free the gin from the object, but you're saying it would probably destroy the gin? I think that's what Triscor's name is. Oh, interesting. So, sure is our aim to help destroy them, or, or is it to help release the gin from the object? Well, it's debatable that destroying them would help us, but I'm not sure how to debate that in either direction. I think our goal is to help free them. Do I mean, we have, a, do we have a way to free them? That's, that's, that's what I've been kind of worrying about, is do we actually have a way to free them? If... The per- our contact, Triscor, supposedly has a way to free them, but he might actually mean he's going to destroy them. Maybe he has to destroy them in order to free them. Kind of fucked up, though. Or possibly he has to free them in order to destroy them. <laughs> maybe oh. if we change the machine, <laughs> maybe we could use the same technology to free them instead of There's destroy just- them. There's just a, a switch. We just need to set it to reverse or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we assembled up, I feel like we're down. the bad guys either way. <laughs> if if Tristor is a man of my father, he's not poet. Destroying them would destroy them. They wouldn't free them in any sense. So we should just hang on to them for now. But not go to college. But what's what's best to do with them? I mean, what can we do with these rocks? What are they to us? Like, have we ever tried talking to them and see what they want? We've talked to Malachi. Remember? Maybe uh, we should try to get in contact with him. Since he is one of them. Maybe he has a way of communicating to them. It's worth a shot. Him. I mean, I know he'll... I know his answer. He'll want to find a way to free them, uh, not destroy them. Those are his own you know, brothers and sisters we're talking about his people um, and killing them all just seems like the wrong thing to do uh, we could try to get in touch with them leave his scry stone down or something for us give him a little ring possibly I don't, I don't remember if he gave us any way of communication I, I think he told Gob that he would get in contact with you guys because he was going like away uh, he had to change change locations again, <clears throat> and if I remember correctly, he um, he said that he was going to do some traveling. Maybe Sarah right. will have some ideas. That we can Does anyone have like scrying or message or sending whatever it is? Oh, that's a good point. Let me see Maybe we can try reaching out to him. Oh, I had a message. Let me see. I have message, but I don't think it has that kind of range. Let me see. Yeah, I think it would have to be sending and scrines to see where he is. 
Oh, awesome. I mean, unless he's on a different plane of existence or something. Ooh, that's a good point. Five percent chance that the message doesn't arrive. That means there's a ninety-five percent chance it does. So that's a really interesting thing to add there. Only five percent. Korak is familiar, so it should increase our chances mm-hmm. of success. I think. Yeah, maybe send a message to Malachi. Then maybe we could talk to Sanagar. And I agree about avoiding the college, though. If it's going to destroy the gen, not bring these parts back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want to be in debt. Right. Maybe um, Santa Girl will know what to do with them. I think Garrett's <laughs> trying to help by destroying the reason why Ichabar would come here, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm wondering if it's if we do have a way to free them, if that's, at this point, we need to focus on something like defense as opposed to... I oh, I see. If they're freed, then Ichabar might come, but if they're destroyed, he might not come. I think the whole reason... Garrisil is a little dramatic is because a lot of his actions have been made to prevent Ichabar from coming and part of that is getting rid of the djinn but at this point I don't think it really matters I think he's going to come so I think if we free the djinn we might have a fighting chance but it's quite a gamble yeah who knows maybe they could put in a good word um to the dragons for us or something if they're on good terms I, I could be wrong but it seems to me Ichabar is coming no matter what and we could use the dragon and the djinn and every other fighting force to help stop them then we need to try to get that try to get them free I think if the if the djinn are free that then we might have a chance against Ichabar well that works I can I'll reach out to uh, Malachi tonight and hopefully he can regroup with us in a reasonable amount of time and we'll still meet Sanagar tomorrow. Sounds good. Medusa would know about the Quellists. Um, I mean, yeah, that's if if not like just from their reputation and having heard things, then certainly from the stories that you've heard from the liberators here, <laughs> as like they've heard stories about the Quellists. I think I know a group of weirdos we might want to try to get in contact with too, to help us. Who are they? What are they? What are they all about? Oh, you know, they 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 think they saved a city. They just kind of like passed my cave and whatever. They're losers, but they're strong and all that. Uh, are you talking about those Quellish jerks? Yeah, yeah, those assholes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. We'll send them on the front lines. <laughs> they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be the yeah. bait. <laughs> <laughs> While they decide what to do. The Quellish will be the trap. <laughs> that sounds good. Um. Okay. So you guys, uh, you wrap up this talk. Um, you all go to your different rooms and or sleeping arrangements. Um, Korak, you're going to send a message to Malachi. Yeah, I'll well, let him know. Uh, I don't know if I want to type it out or not. There's my sleeping arrangement, by the way. But you can take yeah. <laughs> You can take your time. <laughs> Softest, warmest beds you can imagine. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I've been waiting for this spell since our trip through the astral plane. Are you casting it inside of Reardon's house? Yeah. No, I, I actually go to my room, close the door, and then I cast it. So. <laughs> That's so extra. <laughs> then I walk through the portal into my huge mansion and have people feeding me and uh, rubbing my back. Oh, I love it. 
sufficient my nice. for serve a nine-course did... banquet up to 100 people. <laughs> yeah. Rand Randy, did you just get this spell? Yeah, I've been waiting so long. Not do today. They all, do Last they all time look I leveled like up. Goat, but they're all like ghosts or something? No, they all, I mean, they look just like, I don't know, servants would, I guess. But they're all clear and I want you to ghostly. describe all 100 servants. <laughs> no. I'm like stressing that's, over this message. Yeah, it's, um. Probably look like Casper. That's amazing. Um, Aaron, you don't need to tell me what's in the message right now, but would you roll a D100 for me, please? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm stressing over the message though, and then after an hour I'm like, all right, let me let me talk to let me talk to Gob, get some counseling here, and then I see his mansion inside his room, so I'm gonna go there to write my message instead. Well, <laughs> being fed and baked. You hear okay. from from behind Gob's closed door. You hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like walking by SpongeBob's pineapple with a jellyfish in there. <laughs> 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 Just like a rave going on. <laughs> oh, Korak, welcome. Come in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna. Oh, don't mind me, God. I'm just gonna draw a bath and uh, work on this letter. And as I'm saying, I'm like snapping at some of the screens. <laughs> <laughs> Your room is down the hall. Don't worry. <laughs> um, you guys get a restful night of sleep. Um, despite feeling a little uneasy, maybe a little bit anxious, um, Jeff shits himself, I guess. Um, I don't know what he's <laughs> rolling a 57 on D100 to, to see if he has a bad... I didn't want to be left out of the rest of the dice rolling. <laughs> Unless it's the wheel of wild magic. Yeah. Yeah. Who has the little laces, by the way? The aglets of wild magic or whatever. I believe Goff? I think I still have them, yeah. That's why I have my third eye. <laughs> um, okay, so you reconvene the next morning. <laughs> yes, thank you, Danny. Um, you go... Uh, Re Reardon, you know, you guys talk with him, you have breakfast, whatever. Um, there's a knock at the door, and it's, it is actually Sanagar. Surprise, surprise. He knew that you guys had business with him. Um, and actually, he explains that it was Reardon had overheard you guys like saying using his name, um, and felt it prudent to to try to fetch him. Um, that's why he's here this morning. So uh, he comes in. You guys go sit down wherever is comfortable for you. If you want to go back to Gob's mansion in his room, or if you want to just do it in the sitting room here, and... go in the mansion inside the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of this. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure everything's okay with all of us, and he's like, "Oh, the room I gave you wasn't good enough." Huh? <laughs> Perfectly okay room. But, I mean, to be fair, if, if I could decorate my room with more room, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I would hey, do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think this spell wasn't intended to be used inside the room of a mansion already. You would never need to pay for an inn ever again. <laughs> but God will still make you do it. The, the mansion I created looked just like the mansion I was already in. Um, um, no, don't you see? One of my components is that I need to have a roof over my head already. <laughs> yeah. So it's really useless, but... <laughs> Oh my! 
God um, likes his warm beds. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you guys sit down with Sanagar, um, and he he's he kind of opens up with he opens the conversation up with like, um, well you you know you know what my goal is here. I'm been tracking the shards for some time. Um, I'm very grateful for the work that you've done to a- attain the three I haven't been able to find up until this point. Um, you can imagine that looking for the last 1,500 years has has been a, a, a feat. Uh, it's not been easy. So forgive me if I uh, come across maybe a little bit bitter at the fact that you've all managed to find three in a short span of time when all of my looking yielded nothing. It's not easy to find a piece of God. I mean, you do have seven, right, Sanagar? That's correct. So don't sell yourself short. I mean... Seven over the course of a millennia. You... you. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You, you should get better sources. <laughs> correct. You suck. Kind of nudge correct. You're, you're doing great, Sanagar. I mean, seven's great for thousands of years. As Roran would say, sucks to suck. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Um, yeah, so... The point is, we we now have ten together, right? Regardless of who found them. That's correct. Um, he, he actually pulls a little pouch out and kind of opens it up and you guys can see the faint glow of these a bunch of different stones in this pouch and he's like um, Roran if uh, if I may see your staff please uh, why my staff that's that's the the piece of honor is it not yes it is so he <laughs> kind of reluctantly walks over and hands it hands the staff over to um, to Sanagar. Yeah, so Sanagar begins pulling out these these smaller um, stones that they, a lot of them look like just regular rocks almost. Um, but as he's pulling them out, you guys can see like an essence coming from all of them. Gob, this would be especially obvious to you with your eye of the displacer beast over your third eye there that's seeing into like the ethereal plane. Um, these stones, like they are distorting the plane around them in a way that I mean it's like it's very clear what these things are they're very powerful very old but they're like dormant right um, they're not they're, they're twisting and radiating but they aren't um, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to describe this you've seen some really powerful acts before and you've you've gone up against some very powerful beings and uh, so you know what it looks like when something is like in use rather than when it's idling and these things look like they're idling if that makes sense okay yeah um, and as he pulls these these stones out one by one Roran your staff which I believe the top of it is it looks like a tree right right um, the the limbs of the tree actually like wrap around these stones and and like uh, the wood actually expands a little bit in order to make these branches a little bit bigger um, as the, the 
the tree sort of like takes these stones into itself and the, the staff itself begins to take on a glow. Um, and as that happens, the staff itself begins to warp the ethereal plane around it uh, in a way that, Gob, you haven't really like seen up until about this point. What do you mean by like warp around it? Like uh, everything just in the gets... same way that the stones were doing, the, oh, the okay. staff is now kind of doing that. Oh, okay. So the staff has never had any... No, effect. the staff has never acted strange until now. Okay. My stick... <laughs> um so Sanagar puts seven pieces in into the 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 tree on Roran's staff and then he hands the staff back to Roran. Uh I take it. Um he's like it's it would be best if uh your goal is to unite these pieces to keep them all close together. They want to be together at their core. So what do we do? What happens when we find the last shard? Well, that's a good question. Um, first, we have to find it. And I, I have a good idea of of where it might be. Uh, at least I have a couple theories. Um, on that note, does anyone else, does anyone have an, a theory on where it might be? Because I've been... And time freezes. Like, like everyone around seconds. us freezes? <laughs> um so the entire world sort of seems to lose color and from behind Sanagar the uh the door opens and in walks a well-dressed man wearing a like a three-piece suit uh-oh 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 <laughs> wait are we all like are, like I look around, is all of our teammates frozen? Yeah. So you are, can, yeah, are we? It's like, it's important to note you can move your eyes, but not your heads. Um, okay. Korak, you have oh, free that, range of movement. Oh boy! Probably move oh, myself in front of everyone. The child of. So <laughs> as your father Garrisil walks up behind Sanagar, he places his hands on Garris, on excuse me Sanagar's shoulders uh, and he takes his time walking around he studies the staff by Roran uh, Roran I want you to make a wisdom saving throw as he um, places his hand on your shoulder oh man um, Roran there's a a spike of ice runs up your arm uh, down, excuse me, down your arm and through your shoulder and into like your rib cage, and it hurts really bad. And you're going to take this many damage. Oh no! This many. You can't kill Warren right after this handful. This handful of damage. As this icy, uh, icy hand touches you. Um, Garrisil studies the staff really really deeply uh and then he as he walks around the group and then he comes to stand in front of you korak and he says um what the hell are you doing oh am i doing what are you doing to my friend take your hand from him i can feel that too you know oh oh he's your friend is he okay and he takes his hand off of roran and um he's like do you have any idea how hard I've worked 
to keep these apart? What, what are you doing? What exactly is your goal here? That's the problem with the plan, Father. Is if you keep it to yourself, if you don't share and you kill and you change things in the world without sharing the reason why you're doing it, smart, powerful people are going to do what they can to fix things from their point of view. So why don't you enlighten me? Why do you want to destroy the djinn? I'm not even talking about the djinn here, son. I'm talking about what you're doing with those pieces of an old, dead god. A god that couldn't cut it in this world anymore, so it created us. And I killed them so that I could be here when his brother came around to take this whole place back. And now you're here trying to do what? To, to, to do what, Korak? And he like leans forward and his eyebrows go up and he looks super annoyed. What, what, are you, what, what are you going to do against Ichabar, hmm? You're the one who brought him here in the first place. You're the reason that he's coming here. You're the conduit. You get that, right? What difference do these pieces make then? What difference if they're spread out across the world? Or they're brought together in one spot? He, he like, he, ro <laughs> he rolls his eyes and rubs his hands together. And he's <laughs> like, oh my, oh my. You know what Ichabar does, right? He, he consumes power and you are gathering power into one singular place to make it easier for him to just pick it up and snack on it, I guess? Did you ever commune with Ichabar, Father? Did you ever speak with them? Me, personally? No. Let me tell you one thing. It doesn't matter how far apart these things are. To him, the distance that we judge is spread out across El Sira is nothing compared to him. Bringing these together, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to stop him. I think about it every day. I know what I've done. What you've done in the last year or so has been under my will, correct? By my power, you have yours. By my... Uh, I used the wrong word. It's not by my power. By my... Uh, I've granted you the power... Will? That you... Yeah, that you use. My will gives you power. Correct? Isn't that the deal we had some time ago? When you decided to let go of that, uh, that thing, you had a change of heart on where you wanted to, to gain your power from. And so you, t you came to me and you took it from me. And now you're here trying to undo all the work I've put. And he's pacing now. Um... He comes up and, and uh, kind of bends over Gob, and he chuckles when he sees Gob's third eye. Um, Gob, I want you to make another wisdom saving throw. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, a wisdom saving throw. Okay, so Gob, you, as he bends over you and like looks into your eye, you feel like a physical um, click, and actually you regain... Um, a little bit of movement in your neck and like your shoulders um you or at least like there's like this weird intuitive feeling in you that you have control of that back i imagine you're probably staying stock still right now but that's i'm not gonna sure. make that call for you no I stay still <laughs> what do you think is going to happen korak when you reunite these pieces together if not us then who would it be 
at some point, these pieces are going to come together, whether by mistake or on purpose. If I am to serve you, if I am to keep this pact with you, I am acting out of both of our best interests, which is I'm trying to stop Ichabar. And I think the best method we have is to use these items, to not hide them or to bury them or destroy them. How many pieces do you have? I like hold up my fingers. We're at ten or so. <laughs> and how many do you need to make Malar whole again? Do we just need one more? Actually, I can't remember. I'm asking you. As a it's team. um, it's there's there's twelve shards total. Okay. He was broken. Do I know this? He's two. yeah. You should know that uh, by now. Okay. Malar we need two. More. Was broken into twelve pieces. Roran, make another wisdom save for me. Um, okay, same thing for you, Roran, except, um, you actually, f like, have this feeling that you have regained your voice. <laughs> if you, if you so desire. Um, as Garrisil continues. Just uh, in your house! <laughs> so you need 12 pieces to reunite the shards of Malar to be complete. I'm assuming you're missing love and... What else? I feel like there's something you're not quite seeing here. You keep saying it's in my best interest. But that twelfth piece, Korak, is me. I'm the twelfth piece of Malar. Do you really think I want to be melded back into that? The whole reason I'm here is because he broke apart. Because he couldn't cut it. Should I get the last of the old ones, huh? I forgot. So what, there can only be you? If your plan is really to benefit us all, I don't see how there could be a selfish part of it to preserve yourself in the face of everything here. There has to be someone around to keep order after. So, so, so wait. So it's it just needs to be redone? That you and whoever else has the right blood can be reborn into whatever is new after the fact? And that we'll just try again? Well, the hope was to get rid of the djinn and Ichabar would leave us alone for the rest of eternity as he searched the cosmos for this world again. Because, you know, he's taken seven stars. Well, that plan went out the window. But if Malar couldn't cut it once, what makes you think that a, re a newly pieced together god would stand up to a power like Ichabar's. It shattered so long ago. It was shattered. You don't have to look far for that answer. Just look at me. How many lives have I lived? How many times have I amounted to nothing? And how many times have I amounted to something like this? Causing enough trouble to drag a god down. I think Maelar deserves a second chance. What about my second chance, Korak? The last of your kind... I think at this point I would kind of like sit down as I'm like thinking. Well, I hadn't really considered you were the last piece if I'm being honest with you. And selfishly, I have to think what that's going to mean for me if you were to leave. Not that I'd miss you or anything, but more that how would I be able to fight? How would I be able to help with anything? Not that it matters. You still have to find the piece of uh, the, the other piece. But what would you do then? If we destroyed these other 11 pieces, would he still not be drawn to you? To your influence? <laughs> um, 
well, that's the problem. It was going swimmingly for a while. What do you even know about the Shard of Love and where it is, huh? Do you know where your mother's body is? Um, I don't know, Korak, if you... If this, like, has fully hit you yet, but, like, this is the first time that he's admitted it out loud to you that he was the one who killed your mother. I think Sanagar kind of danced around it a little bit. And I think the knowledge I have of it is from a different character. The goal is to get rid of all the rest of the power. To make this plane as unappealing as possible. And hope that Ichabar leaves us alone because we are not prepared to fight him. And I want you to make a insight check. Wait, did uh, Roran guide yeah, someone? I was going to say, if you want to roll that guidance check... Well, the problem is I have to do a touch. Oh, uh, that's right. It's not. Oh yeah, it's also it's also got a vocal vocal component, which okay. <laughs> might might be a little weird. I do have a voice. Yes, <laughs> there's like a genuine note of fear in his voice as he's talking about Ichabar. Hope is a very, very squishy word to use, Father. You hope he'll ignore us by making this whole reality boring by making it weak. And you have to understand, making yourself the only one with true power and thinking that's a defense and hoping he'll stay away. There's no way I can take that seriously. There's no way I'm going to take that to heart and act upon it. I think in a way I may have thrown a huge wrench into your plans and you've been taking a long way to admit it. That I instigated his interest that these pieces are just the asterisks to what he wants. They're not the reason he's coming here. I think he knows about you through me. I think my thoughts have betrayed me. I think you know that too. I think this plan of keeping the pieces apart was your way of hoping that my mischief didn't ruin us all, but I, I don't know if I believe that anymore. So instead our hope is to rely on the child of, of a god who lost his memory, who bound his own memory away, who gave his child to a war tyrant, to an illusion mage whose mother was the most powerful necromancer this world has ever seen, to a wayward soldier dragon who barely remembers his home. You want to you wanna entrust the fate to this snake-haired woman who's been running from a shadow her whole life. You want to trust it to the drunkard uh, cleric who was exiled from his home. That's what you want to do? To this, this hey. spiritual successor. <laughs> <laughs> Just wakes up from that. <laughs> this spiritual successor to a, a phasing dragon of the plains. That's that's who our hope lies in. Not to not to my plans and my machinations that I've had in motion for since before you were even thought of. Like it or not, we're all you have through your own actions. These are the ones you're surrounded by. You saw to that yourself. The one closest to you who maybe even mirrored your power, you cast her down. For the sake of your plans? Or was it for the sake of us that you were saving? Or was it just fear of your own well-being that you cast everything else down? We're all that's left. These are the people of the world. I've learned that. It's taken me a long, long time to figure that out. But we are your best chance. 
And we've been doing everything we can every step of the way, albeit with some limited information. Well, if you're all I have, then I will just continue to rely on my other methods. I'll take my chances there. Good luck finding your mother's body. I should say there's been some eye twitching every time that's been brought up, but <laughs> I'm trying not to Keep, say anything. Keeping it together, I like it. That's a, that's a Korak that would have not done the same thing four years ago. He begins to walk for the door, and he's like, he turns back and he's like, just to be sure that my plans don't go any more awry, I'm going to fortify the defenses. And he turns his back to you, and I want you to roll a wisdom, mm, sorry, roll an insight check, Korak. Uh, Korak, ga, Korak and Rorin. Fortify the defenses of what? And actually, Gob, why doesn't everybody at this point make a wisdom saving throw? Everyone who's not, like, succeeded in one. Um, Gob, that includes you currently. <laughs> oh, no, Ignis! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna burn a point of inspiration for that. Insult. He's Yikes. stuck forever, <laughs> frozen in time. Ugh. Not that much better. Um, Roran, it's pretty easy to tell that like he's turned around and his attention, um, is only on Korak as far as like who he's expecting to do anything. Um, uh, Medusa, I think you gain full movement of your body back. But not my voice. Uh, no, I'd say I'd say your voice is good. How dare you call me a snake woman, even though that's accurate? <laughs> Do you actually say that? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking this. Oh early my god! He Why not? He turns around so fast, <laughs> and the look of surprise on his face, uh, Korak, is like worth every moment of like agony in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he just, he turns around and he sees that, um, I don't know, is anyone moving or is it just Medusa's been like, wow, wow, wow. can we? Or... Um, Getting ready for fisticuffs, I'm going to go fight Jeff. This is be Yeah, Gob, I, I think that you've got some more movement back at least. I can at least speak? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just watching still, but I just okay. want to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every, everyone is the biggest guy in the room. Come on, give me an order, Korak. Let, let me bop your dad on the schnoz. Come on. I think I think I would at least, uh, as as much as I'm probably smirking from that, I would also kind of like, I kind of like run my fingers like across my hands, like just kind of like, I know it sounds weird, but feeling myself. And I'm trying to see if anything has changed since our discussion as I'm kind of I'm kind of smirking at him, but I'm kind of tilting my head, and it's, um, trying to think how I would say it. So you're leaving our pact. So I am still your plan B? We'll see how well you can do. Because even if, even if, he he's like still looking at Medusa as he's talking to you, though. Um, he's like, even if you can find and retrieve your mother's shard. You still have to get mine. So one way or the other, you have to take me out of the equation. Just punch him right now. Just punch him right now. I think I, I wouldn't hide my expression that having that remind to me, I look a little... I wouldn't say unsure, but I look like... I honestly do look a little uh, heartbroken to hear that. Uh, Medusa, he, he also walks up to you and he's like... I didn't call you Snake Woman. I called you Snake Haired. 
woman. Same thing. I gotta bop ya. Do it. Try it. Okay, I gotta roll attack then. <laughs> yeah. Yes, roll with, roll with disadvantage. Oh, okay. Okay. As you like, click it twice and I'll take the lower roll of him. You literally one shot him right now. We'll have the shot. Oh, <laughs> darn it. I could have killed Def. Um, my snake head gets in the way and I punch myself. You, go, ah! you punch your snakes and it feels like getting hit in the balls. Um. <laughs> My serpents! My serpents! Oh, man. He says, um... I'll make sure to double Mephistopheles' efforts. Uh, as he's looking at you, Medusa. Um, and that name... I don't know if the name really means anything to you, um, but it sure sends shivers down your spine. Like any of that. Ow, my serpents. Ow, my serpents. Why would I do that? He was right there. <laughs> And he kind of scoffs, and then he turns around, and he starts walking towards uh, the door. And then he snaps his finger, and you guys... Gar- Garcel, wait, wait. <clears throat> he turns around. Don't go away, all sad. But just please go away. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I hope there's a meme for that one. <laughs> he looks extremely confused at this. This is how we conquer death. And uh, he snaps he snaps his fingers and there's a um a small uh small there's like a shimmer that happens outside of the door um gob you recognize this as a like a a form of teleportation i guess um and he begins to walk towards it race him there (laughs) dominate him (laughs) um (laughs) okay Uh, you stand up and begin running, and he throws his hand out towards you, palm first, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. Ugh. Jesus. Wow. You you run into what feels like a brick wall, and then it sort of shatters uh, like under your haste, and you continue moving towards Garrisil. Oh, my God. Um what are you are you running at him or at the portal he's running to uh, that he's going to i guess stay on def's heel as it was just saying what is that name what does it mean <laughs> why did it feel bad <laughs> why do i feel things um guys you all see medusa <laughs> running towards carousel <laughs> she walks towards the door and please shut yeah. the door on my face. That'd be funny. Um, <laughs> Imagine it's a Terminator run. He he <laughs> he hasn't like he he flung his hand out at you when you started running, but he didn't turn towards you. Um, and as you get closer, he looks over his shoulder and he looks a little bit worried. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, that's my worst one. A dex saving throw? Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. Just roll acrobatics. 
I have a zero in that. <laughs> oh, oh! I thought it would have been better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the deck saving throw would have been better, actually, by four. Okay, roll the deck saving throw then. Okay. I, I guess are you wait? Well, I guess I should ask. What are you like? <laughs> what are you? Are you just still running after him, or? I'm chasing down death. Okay, Why not? Maybe, maybe roll the uh, another athletic. Roll in <laughs> athletics. That's really what I want then. Oh Woo! my god! Even better. Okay. Gotta um, catch you, Def. You reach Garrisil the moment he like walks through this portal, and I need you to roll a a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> I need you to roll a d100, and I need you to 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 pray. Oh, another twenty nine. <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna pray on this. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. What? What is it? Wisdom saving throw and what? And a d100. A d100. So, a one out of the hundred. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Time yeah, to roll a new character. You know, I I said roll a d one hundred because I was like, if he rolls a one, which there's no way he will. <laughs> Medusa, you <laughs> you oh, no. chase death. You literally chase death through a portal. Where you reach this 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 doorway, essentially, and you pass through it, and you hear the sound of a million screams all at once. And had your wisdom save not been as high as it was, it would have driven you mad. Pretty mad already. You fall down. And you look, you like come down on top of hard stone instead of soft dirt, like you know is outside of Reardon's house. The rest of you witness Medusa run after Garrisil and then vanish. As the portal closes, and Medusa, you are in a catacombs of some kind, dark, damp. The plans all coming together, and. I did not think we would be splitting the party tonight. Guess you guys will have to get in contact with the Quost another way. Um, (laughs) As Medusa has followed Garrisil and ended up somewhere. Uh, Gonna pop that guy soon. What? Okay, this is... um, Going over his spells, but nothing is gonna work. This is going to change the dynamic of how this continues for a little bit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, let's explore a little bit with Medusa before we come back to the rest of you. Are we all cool with that? Just for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing <laughs> right this shit. This, this is not anything like I thought was going to happen. Um, the first thing I need to mention, Medusa, is that Garrisil is not here. At least not, not in the form that he was in. Um, as Medusa, I should also note, as Medusa, for the rest of you, as Medusa left through the doorway and vanished, color came back to the world, and um, Sanagar immediately continued talking. So we'll get back to that in just a second. Medusa, you land in this, like, dark, damp, catacombsy like space. Um, the walls are pretty close in. You can hear water dripping. There, Basically, it's a hallway is what you're in right now. But as you stand up, you can you can go to your left or to your right. Oh, did I like completely lose track of him? 
Oh uh, yeah, he's he's like he's not here in that way that um Ooh. Um, not in like a physical would it, way. Would it be dumb if I tried to reach out to my patron to guide me on where I can follow death um, and demand answers? <laughs> um No, I don't think so. Okay. Who's who's your pay? Because I know you're you're running a paladin now, right? So who's... oh shoot, what was was it? Um, Ophirim Redemption. Who was it? Um, was it someone from? Was it like something like Truth or something? Let me have to look in our old notes. I think I said Ren. Ren. Is it Rendrag? Am I saying that right? Rendrag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rendrag, help me out. Um, okay, so he's Rendrag as a god, which is something I think at this point you would know. Like that's one of the shards that they were putting into Roran's staff earlier. Do I hear it as a distant echo? Am you, I too far you, away from him now? Can, no, you can. You still draw power though, um, and because you knew him when he was still living. Okay. Um, and so there's like this weird echo uh, in your head, and that's kind of like any time that you've reached out to like commune or to whatever it might be um you can hear like a faint echo and you imagine that it comes from that so um so you you reach out for guidance and it's pretty easy to tell like it it, the answer comes back almost immediately go right right full speed um and and the more that you ask it for guidance to follow death um, there's like a familiarity that is just coming from from these answers, right? Like you keep saying, "Which way do I go?" and it's telling you with more and more certainty, "Turn right, turn left, go straight." Um, as you come up to different things, you pass by a bunch of different crypts. You pass by stairwells going down, stairwells going up. Um, at some point, you end up in what looks like a. a um, you are no longer in it. You go up a set of stairs and you're no longer in like these catacombs, but you're actually in um, what looks like a temple. Uh, but like a, the under portion of a temple, if that makes sense. It's The stones are laid out really nicely. Um, it looks very good. And there's a an air of... Uh, roll an arcana check for me. Boy, this will be good. Oh, wow, it was. Yeah. Um, the aura of war fills this. War and conflict fills the, these halls. Oh, please tell me it's not the same one. <laughs> and um, as you pass through a couple more corners, are you walking or running or, like, what are you doing? I, I never stop stopped running. Okay. And as soon as I got the direction of right, I, I just continuing on. <laughs> Okay, so you are sprinting through these hallways. Um, you turn right, turn left, go straight. Um, eventually, you come across a group of men wearing scarlet red robes. And they turn around at the sound of your footsteps. And one of them yells in surprise. And roll an athletics check for me. Oh, boy. Um, you bowl through them like they're bowling pins, uh, knocking them over. They all they all scream, me out of the way. Pardon me. Um, both in surprise and in frustration, as one of them was holding a bowl of ramen noodles or something like that, and uh, <laughs> they they begin shouting they're after you. Death likes ramen. Shouting an alarm. 
Um, and it's huh. pretty easy to tell uh, as you ran into them. Uh, they the red robes that they were wearing were emblazoned with the symbol of the Shrike. It's the it's same thing, thing you, isn't you it? Likely, you deduce that you were likely in the inside of the underbelly of the Temple of the Shrike. Um, and as these answers keep coming towards you, turn right, turn left, go straight, etc. You find yourself uh, turning the corner into a very large and vaulted. The fuck is uh, the Shrike actually Garrisil? What? No, um, uh, no, uh, but you you enter this like vaulted um, vaulted ceiling chamber. That looks like at one point maybe it was used for some kind of um, worship ceremony uh, or something like that. Uh, there's no windows or anything like that, but there are some ornate paintings uh, all over. There's a row of benches on either side. There's rows of benches on either side, and there's like a, a middle walkway um, as you bolt down to the center um, and... Roll another Arcana check and then roll an Investigation check as you get up to this. and Investigation. Jesus. Investigation? Yeah. Medusa's turning into the... Well, I only had a three with this, so this makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so you you come running up to this altar. Um, As you're running up to it, you, you get the sense that you, like, you sense that Ica- Ichabar, uh, Garrisil, um, like his essence was there just a moment ago and then was surprised to see you still following and then fled from this area because immediately the voice in your head telling you um, where to go gets confused and says, um, I don't know anymore, like not here. Um, uh, I look around wildly for clues. Um, and with your investigation <laughs> check, it takes you a little bit. Um, but you find that this this um, there's a, a a pattern like a there's like a mosaic on this altar slash um, podium type thing. Um, I hesitate to call it an altar after I was called out of my altar fetish. <laughs> there there's a mosaic pattern on here, and in the very center um, is a kind of unobtrusive looking stone. Oh, like if certain warforge were to be forged there. Kind of uh, stone? No, no. Okay, really good, okay. Really good oh. guess, but no. Okay. Um, like, I mean, this, follows death encounters all the bad fiends. As your eyes rake over this particular stone and you actually take notice of it, um, the voice in your head that was initially was telling you, you know, to follow, how to follow Garrisil has now, like, stopped and you almost feel like, oh, <gasps> As you lay eyes on that, and all you know is that it's important. It's an important stone? Mm-hmm. Is it, like, big enough to... too large to carry? Um, no, it's, it's like, like... I pocket the important stone. So This will come in handy. You can't just grab it. It's, like, laid in on this mosaic. Oh, can it's I... It's, like, a part of the... a part of this altar thing. There's no way to pry it out? Not without probably chipping away at and or breaking the altar. But it wouldn't damage the stone, would it? No, it's, it probably wouldn't. I'd like to try to remove the stone from the altar. Okay. Roll roll an athletics check for me as you're doing this. Okay. All right. 
You begin chipping away at the stone. We're we'll um let's go back and visit with everybody else for a minute as you're as Medusa's doing this. So so Medusa disappears. <laughs> <laughs> and Sanagar immediately just keeps talking. Um, I forget what he was saying right at, at the time stop, but he basically continues on with like, I have some theories on where the uh, shard of love might be. And, and why, where did Medusa go? Did I, and he rubs his eyes. He's like, did I, um, am I awake? He pinches himself. Where did Medusa go? Why, why is Korak standing? Uh, Sanagar, did you did you did you see anything, or were you just talking? And now I'm seeing that Medusa is gone. I was talking, and then now you're standing. Medusa is gone, and Roran looks like he's seen a ghost. What? Close happened? enough. Well, the the good news is we know where one of the pieces is. Where's was, Where's that? Is that your dad, Korak? Was that Garrisel? Yeah, kind of. I'm definitely mm. looking not ecstatic, but I'm like rubbing my forehead. Like, uh, I think Garrisel just gave us a little, a little pep talk, Danagar, and more or less admitted to being one of the pieces. Which did you know that? I had no idea. You told me about him a long time ago, but um, did you know that? Was that part of one of your theories? I've always known Garrisil was one of the twelve, well, one of the twelve pieces of Malar. That's how the, that's how the legend is. You know, the that Malar was shattered into twelve pieces. His pieces rained down upon this planet, and those pieces gained sentience based on their own will. And then, fifteen hundred years ago, Garrisil killed the other eleven. That's the shattering you spoke of before, right? Yes, I, I was, I was there for that. So no, no anger, no anger. So but three thousand. Were you planning to have us assault Garrisil at some point in your plan? I had hoped that Garrisil might see reason <laughs> in in uniting Malar back together, um, especially with you being his son and being on a on a quest to do such a thing I, I had i'd hoped to gain his favor although i realized that might have been foolish um my goal to get you to assault him no no i i was prepared to do that myself and i think and i'm gonna i mean at this point i'm talking to everyone i guess not just sanagar i i don't think anything has changed i think i think we have some new information some of it a little less great than others but um i think I w at this point i would ask you asa can i still summon my mall <laughs> good question um it's gonna change what i'm about to say yeah um no you cannot okay uh, I, would, I would hold up my hand and then i would get this huge look of worry and just stop talking <laughs> and i'd start muttering to myself about Raising the defenses, raising the defenses, and then just kind of like sulking. <laughs> I was going to say that if my pact with him was still good, and even though he's saying he doesn't want us to do this, that there is some faith he still has in us, that we could in some way be serving him. But if I don't have my pact anymore, I am of no use to any of you. Now, I do, I want to point out to you, Aaron. Um, you will still be able to use any magic that Korak has. 
uh, because of your innate godhood like you're you have that as a demigod you can use mm -hmm. magic um you will not be able to use anything pact related oh am i, am I gonna make a third pact in one campaign <laughs> i'm Stay not complaining now. but i was not imagining that okay okay yeah yeah i think i still look very confused and very upset but it's clearly at myself um as i'm still trying to get things straight in my head as i kind of just stop talking so even if we find the shard of love how do we ever get carousel to join back in i mean if we kill him will that even do it or will that destroy his essence too well no it, it won't destroy his essence i mean uh and and Sanagar at this point kind of goes into a pretty detailed explanation of what he experienced um, in the years after the shattering um, about there being like literal bodies of the old gods um, buried, you know, inside of he talks about um, his time in um, Dustfall, which is now in the heart of the Skald's forest um, when the the goddess of growth fell in um i think it was in farsha i think is it yeah growth nature travel enrichment um fell into like crashed through uh the temple of the 12 shards and crashed into the middle of the city uh, where the the forest began to spring up around her body um and you you listen to him tell the story about people like trying to touch the the pot the body of this god and like immediately being just vaporized um and or dying in other ways and so um, he knew that as a mortal he could not touch their essence like that um and had to come up with ways if he was going to ever piece these things back together you know as he came up with this plan over the next 50 or 100 years or whatever it was began looking for the, the other bodies um he came up with a way uh, using different artificers over time um, and coming up with uh, a system to extract the essence from the bodies. Uh, and he actually pulls out what essentially looks like a big syringe, except that the, the needle is like almost as big as his forearm um, and, and about as long. He's like, if if we can stab this into Garrisil, we could potentially just extract the essence from him. Which is why I, I said I was never intending for anyone to fight him. I had hoped to get the drop on him after some time of uh, moving, moving with a great, you know, celestial beings in tow. Uh, I've learned to step lightly. I'm afraid gathering all these pieces has kind of put your plan into fast forward, Sanagard. I think that's why he came here, was gathering these pieces clearly upset him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if he's the one who killed the rest of them, it, it serves to serves to reason that he might not want them coming back. Clearly wanted power for himself. What happens when we take his essence or kill him to take his essence? I, I imagine it'll be volatile for a time before it eventually coalesces into a, a stone like you've seen. If we ignite the stones, uh, they'll, 
that'll kill him, though, won't it? As it'll bring back the old god. Yes. Um, uniting the shards back into Malar would essentially they would the, all all of the the old gods as uh, I knew them would be gone. Uh, turned rather back into one being. They're all part of of Malar anyway, but the fact that they, they would lose any individuality they once had. I imagine. I, I mean, I don't I don't know, but that's what I would imagine. Is there a chance that Garrisil's consciousness would persist in Malar? Malar may retain some... You're, you're asking me some questions that are... <laughs> Out of my league, I, I'm. I've been around a long time, and I, I've done, uh, devoted a lot to study. But you're asking me to, to postulate on, on what might happen when we unite a, a god that literally has not been alive for longer than time exists. Hmm. Well, gathering these certainly seems to upset him. We could use that to our advantage if we can find. If we could find the other one, and I definitely look a little upset when I say that, if we could find the other one and bring all of them to him, we might have an upper hand in some regard. Or at the very least, we'd have his attention. That's true. We just need to find the final piece, the 11th piece. Do you have any theories on that, Sandy? I I do. I have, I have a theory. My theory is that if the way I understand that Garrisil worked after the Shattering was that he dipped into the well of the power of the jinn. This is before he struck them away. At least I'm assuming it was it was him that, that did that. Um I believe he dipped he dipped into their power <clears throat> to ascend the domain wardens that the others had set up uh as a as a way of restoring the balance. See the only one who knew what had happened was Garrisil. None of the none of the wardens had any idea of anything that happened. None none that I had spoken to and I don't I, I imagine that that's remained a secret for some time. Um it seems obvious, you know, that it was him, considering he's the only one who lived, but um celestial beings like that don't tend to to think in the same with the same rationality that we do and they certainly don't hold grudges in the same way that we do um so i don't think that many of them complained when he ascended them into uh godhood so the the gods that you have now um he looks at Roran, he's like such as um, pleth um hiran akrashat besh yerma rensler rabajak Sim, Voskal, Handelhan, Korg. They all came from the, the same basket of eggs as far as being being the first uh, souls to be raised up as Domain Wardens. So were once, you know, many, many aeons ago, they were living creatures. The, the Domain of War has always been the strongest given that uh, I believe that the oldest goddess, Gritafok, of, of war was the first one to be struck down because she would probably have put up the, the hardest fight. Um, when he ascended Korg into take over her spot, 
it serves to reason that he might have tasked Korg with protecting at least, well, I don't mean to speak out of turn, Korak, but the most precious thing to him, his uh, his greatest love in his own life, your mother. I think he charged Korg's followers and Korg himself with protecting the body of her. To keep her her safe, yeah, I I, I do. That's my that's been my theory. So you think Korg is privy to what Garrisol did all those years ago? I don't I don't know if Korg knows. No, because Garrisil could have spun it as, well, now that you're here and she's gone, please keep what's left of her safe. But there's a chance that Korg knows. I don't know. Korg, Korg is a single-minded individual with uh, only one real objective at hand. And as you know, that currently is to get Ichabar here as quickly as possible. So if you're saying that Garrisil was attempting to keep Ichabar from coming, it's possible that they're at odds to some degree. To hide the body of an old god, you would have to have a rather large temple, wouldn't you? <laughs> I imagine so, yes. Where could that be? I mean, I would hope it's something like the temple and not the mountain range we've all seen. I don't know how we can move mountains, but a temple is something we might be able to get into. Roran, where did you say that you got that staff from? This staff uh, is the remains of my dryad mentor out in the woods. How far out in the woods? Less than a day's walk from here, but also uh, he guided me toward the Shrike's Temple those many years ago. Honor and love were always close. It's It, uh, it makes sense to me that that Honor might have even even after his death, tried to be close to her. So that's my second piece of evidence. I don't want to ask you to storm the Shrike's temple, but I also... I can't do that myself without help. If this is your, your goal right now, to unite these shards to get them together, then our goals align. We also have Medusa to track. Does anyone have any ideas? If she followed Garrisil, any, any guess where she could have ended up? If that's even on the same plane. So you said that Garrisil showed up in the middle of me talking? What what exactly did he show up to talk? He said he was mad about the shards. What, what exactly were you talking about? Are you trying to see where Medusa is? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So at this point, I think you would scry, and this is about the time that you you scry to see, let's say that in her haste of standing up, she left behind, um, I don't know, like a like a, a water skin or something. I punched the snake. Maybe there's blood. Oh, hey, there you go. Hey, there we go. Okay, there is a body part. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I this is so weird though like it's not necessarily that Medusa's failing a save right like uh, well okay well Medusa why don't you just make a wisdom saving throw and, and we'll go from there yeah okay so let's let's just pretend that you failed the save but it's not going to like hurt you because there's a minus 10 so you technically rolled a 6 which would be a definitely fail but it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you so but really all that's happening is that 
would would I know that Roran would have strines since he's a cleric? So would yeah. I really try to stop it? Yeah, I think if you were to feel this like coming over you, you would you would. I'm like, oh, be just a little curious. Who's that? Yeah, you you'd be able to like tell. It wouldn't take you very long to like tell who the spell was being cast by, and know that your teammates were reaching out to like find you. Um, and this comes at about the time that you're bowling over those three Shrike priests. So Roran, you like you scry and like witness Medusa to <laughs> body slam <laughs> <and> me. Zoom. <laughs> Get a strike with her body just crashing Seems right. people. Um, Absolute unit. So, uh, yeah, that's you. You can tell pretty handily that she's somewhere with a bunch of Shrike people who didn't look super worried until they were literally getting ran over by uh, Medusa. Well, I have good news, guys. We might be able to kill several birds with one stone. Did he see the ramen bowl? Yes. Like, oh. It appears that my best guess is Medusa is somewhere in the Shrike temple. I think I would stand up immediately and kind of like get super close to Santa Gar as I'm thinking out loud. Now, why would Garrisil go to the Shrike's temple? If not to check in on the defenses that he's laid out if he has been helping himself by allying with Quark? Does that make sense? Yes, that uh, that that tracks. He's, if he's, he's worried that plan. you're you're doing these things, then he's probably gone to, yeah, exactly. Like you said, check on his defenses, make sure everything's in order. That's what he said. You all heard that, right? That wasn't just me. That... Did he say raised his defenses or, or checking them? He said, I will Either raise the defenses. Yeah, increase, double, something like that. Uh, he seemed kind of afraid of Ichabar coming, and doesn't the strike cultists and or aren't they trying to bring Ichabar to come? I mean, it makes they might be allying for other reasons, but it does seem a lot to me. But it's possible that he didn't think that Korg's plan to get the strike here would, excuse me, get Ichabar here to fight the strike would really ever come to fruition and if the shrike god if ichabar really is on his way then garcel may believe that the shrike is one of the only best defenses that's a lot of enemies to process we're talking about the shrike that those those quellas defended the city against not that long ago i heard it wasn't that big though (laughs) Yeah, I was just saying. Maybe Ichabar's not such a big deal. I love when you guys talk shit on the show. I don't think the current economy was really in his favor. (laughs) The action economy was. (laughs) Now, if it was the false Hydra, I mean, (laughs) Those don't exist. Those are just fairy tales. Mm. It sounds like uh, we're headed to the Shrike Temple. I don't think they'll just let us in through the front door, though. Roran, do you have any ideas on how we might be able to get in there? Crashing with Galley. Crashing with Galley. Point of order, though, wasn't it halfway destroyed anyways? With uh, Rinian's sacrifice? Uh, that was just the temple that was built there in River Shroud. 
Oh, okay. Okay. To, yeah, just to be clear on uh, that, that part. I have never been inside, know anything about the defenses. All I have just seen is particular points where the armies on the inside, on the other side of the wall, have been pouring out from that place. But I have no idea. Uh, we'll have to make some sort of uh, clandestine observations before, if it's just going to be the uh, four, five of us. Senegar, do you think they would still have the body? Or is she already in a state like the rest of the pieces we have? Something that can be held by one of us? Um, given if if she's really truly there, then her proximity both to honor honor's shard and to the new um vessel of war i don't have a lot of experiences i only have seven pieces and so if we see garisol again too we'll need your syringe thing to extract it extract his essence too right so i to take that with us i i'm willing to come to accompany you um on galley at least to to lend my support where I can. Um, at this point, I think Reardon comes in and he's like, Roran, you can't be serious. You're talking about going to the Shrike's Temple again? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> oh, you're going to go again. Oh my. God help us. Are you sure that's what you want to do, son? What choice do we have? We could keep going a hop, but we can keep hopping around the world trying to find potential theories of where this goddess might live. We could keep hopping around the world trying to find Garrisel, but we're not. It's the closest thing. The best chance we get is to try to, to try to get in there and get what we came for to finish off this whole thing. You always were an idealist, son. I was raised by the best. Oh. Well, as truly as much as I don't want to see you go, especially not there, I, I certainly hope that you'll come back someday, son. I will come back. It won't be the same here without your brother. As much as, uh, wasn't really part of his life and now that he's gone it's feels different somehow i know dad it's just we got to get used to these changes and you still have talara god's willing i'll come back when we're through with this you won't take any unnecessary risks of course not you know me all right well then I wish you the best. Do you also have food? <laughs> yes, yes. You can just take the, just raid the kitchen. It's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. And Roran goes over for a, a tender hug, <laughs> just so he doesn't, just so he doesn't hurt his back. <laughs> um. Yeah. Your your dad, who's been in this kind of like more weakened, sickly state since you've seen him. Um, gives you a surprisingly, like, strong, firm hug. Um, and as you come out, uh, he holds you at arm's length, uh, and just kind of looks you up and down, and he's like, you've grown up, 
I, I, I know, I know. You were grown before you left, but... Man, I'm just so proud of you, Roy. And he looks at the rest of you, and he's like, You chose well to make this your family as well. That means I'll hug some. <laughs> <laughs> just slightly longer than appropriate. <laughs> I meant that in like a touching way, not like a creepy way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just point that out. Cop dies and it's no longer part of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, roll a new character with me. Yeah. Woo! Um, you leave uh, your father's house as uh, he stands in the doorway and, and waves to you um, as you kind of walk down the dirt path towards town. Um, in town, you meet up with um, Karasad, uh, Talara, and her children, her husband. Um, you get a moment with all of them to kind of say goodbye. Talara, uh, pulls you into a ridiculously strong hug that you didn't know was possible for uh, an elven woman of, of half-elven woman of her size anyway. Um, she doesn't say anything to you when you s finally say goodbye. Um, she just kind of shakes her head and smiles, and uh, and it's in that way that you know she knows that you'll be back. Uh, she believes that with every, every fiber of her being. I tell her, also, uh, you're welcome to join us. <laughs> we could use we could use some help. I couldn't. I can't. I can't leave my children, Roran. That's that's crazy talk. Adventuring's not for adventuring. I know. I know. I'm I'm just half kidding. <laughs> um, Kara said, "It's like, uh, it's like you you need you need an extra hand. Is that what you're telling me? That's what I'm hearing. You got that beautiful." big talking boat that thing's awesome <laughs> if you want to go on the boat Kara said you can join us on the boat I would I would love to um and he kind of he kind of rubs the back of his head he's like well they've got me uh they've got me pegged for uh city council or whatever the fantasy equivalent of city council is as much fantasy as mayor. I, I am fantasy really mayor. jealous <laughs> I'm jealous I can't be on fantasy city council <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as much as I'd love to to come along, I, I think it's best if I stay here and make sure the city uh, remains strong. If you're really gonna go poke the Shrike, then maybe it's best I make sure the defenses are up here. I'll send you what help I can, though. I promise that. Great. I know this place is in good hands. Sure, I can't talk you into staying, cousin. I would. But I feel like this is something I must do. And I will be back when it's all over. Well, I look forward to it. We'll have another drink. On me this time. Good, because I spent too much gold already. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the sock of gold that you're carrying with you. He's, he kind of raises an eyebrow. Uh, to the I rest, strike him with it. To the rest of you, he's like, he goes, um, be good. And uh, bring him back in one piece, yeah? Um, the hesitancy is killing me. <laughs> it's the eve of your departure, uh, and it feels like the whole town has turned out to see you guys. 
galley singing loudly. He's making children <laughs> both laugh with mirth and cry out in terror in equal portions. <laughs> Guster with heart is doing some last minute trading with some other merchants, and it looks like he's made a killing in the last few weeks. Roran, River Shroud is safe. You and your family here have made it so. And uh, you all load up on Galley and you wave your last goodbyes and you fly off um, into the morning sun, or excuse me, the setting sun. It's the eve, right? Um, west, you head west towards a dark shadow on the land, but at least you have the light at your back and power at your fingertips. Um, we'll call that good there at 9 o'clock. Um, you guys are uh, really, really um, very close to some big things here, so I'm very excited. Thank you all for your time tonight. Thank you, Asa. That was <laughs> Thank you. touching. That was an excellent homecoming. And do you even have to be God making us cry this time? <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. Was my, that was supposed to be my sad family episode. But what the hell, Roran? What the hell? <laughs> I get outrun by Jeff because now he has wings. And then the Sad Boy Award goes to Roran. What the what? There. What does that look like? <laughs>